Hello, I'm Kelly McGinnis, and welcome back to our second episode of Tales from the Hotline, our new monthly podcast where we dive deep into common themes and questions that our team of experts here on the AIM Employer Hotline. In the last episode, we covered vaccine incentives and the American Rescue Plan. Today, we have questions about holidays and OSHA. Joining us today are my two colleagues, Tom Jones and Sarah Piscatelli. Hello, team. Hi, Kelly. So it's hard to believe that it's already almost June, but we are there. We've been hearing a lot of questions from employers about Juneteenth. Sarah, one employer asked, what is Juneteenth and when is it? Kelly, uh, Juneteenth is an annual holiday observing the end of slavery in the United States and marks the day, date June, 9, June 19th, 1865, when news of emancipation reached people in the deepest parts of the former Confederacy in Galveston, Texas. In addition to marking a date of major significance in American history, Juneteenth is a day of remembrance and an opportunity for Amer African Americans to honor their history and to celebrate black culture. Great. Tom, we've also had employers asking, is Juneteenth a state holiday? Well, Kelly, the governor signed a law recognizing Juneteenth last summer, 2020, amid the protests following the George Floyd murder. So actually just about now, the, the last year. It's a limited scope holiday analogous to Patriots Day, President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, and employers may elect to observe it. Retail businesses operating on that day must pay employees a premium pay of 1.2 times the employee's regular pay. The premium pay will decline annually as it does for the other premium pay holidays, which are the big summer three, Labor Day, Veteran, Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day, and Fourth of July, Columbus Day, Veterans Day, and New Year's Day, until it goes down to 1.0 in two years. Okay, great. And what should companies do to observe Juneteenth? Well, this year, Juneteenth falls on a Saturday. The state law is that any holiday falling on a Saturday is actually legally celebrated on that day, although companies may choose to close on Friday if they elect to follow the holiday. Anecdotally speaking, we're aware of some organizations that do close on the Friday this year, planning to close on Friday this year. We think most AIM members are likely to treat it like one of the holidays referred to above, meaning company discretion about whether to close or not. If you have a copy of the AIM calendar for 2021, you can see it discussed there in the box at the bottom that reviews what the holidays are and what the rules are regarding holidays. Okay. Um, and recently, Governor Baker announced that the state will lift COVID business restrictions on May 29th. We've had some calls asking to clarify what that means. Sarah, can you give a brief update on what was announced? Sure, Kelly. Uh, this is great news. As of May 29th, businesses can open at 100% capacity. And the other important news is that fa the face covering order is rescinded as of May 29th. They, the the um, advisory that the CDC has issued in Massachusetts will follow it is that the non-vaccinated people, they are advised to continue wearing masks. And um, so don't hang up your masks just yet, though, because there are exceptions, of course, on public and private transportation systems, Ubers, taxis, trains, et cetera, masks will be required. Also, in particular facilities like healthcare, congregate care facilities, masks will be required, as well as schools and daycare. 
Um, also in the governor's announcement was um, the important news that the state of emergency will be lifted as of June 15th. What that means, there will be a lot of changes. The state and its municipalities will lift the emergency measures that have been put into place since the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, so there'll be a lot of questions about how this impacts each business uniquely. Tom, where can companies turn for more information? Uh, thanks, Kelly. Uh, there's a number of different resources AIM has, as well as the federal and state government. First off, obviously, is we encourage all members to start by calling the hotline. If they have particular questions, maybe specific to their company, um, the AIM will be putting out blogs or the HR Edge, which goes out every other week as a pu publication to provide new information as we move forward. Obviously, federal and state governments, Kelly, um, sorry, Sarah just alluded to the CDC website regarding masks. But state government websites, the Department of Public Health will have new information out in the very near future about how these issues should be addressed. And obviously, one more thing to mention is that AMHR Solutions is going to be offering over the next few weeks an Ask the Experts series that Sarah and I will be hosting, talking about some of the issues related to the order by the governor and the end of the emergency declaration in June. We'll be continuing to look for new information and new questions from members about particular topics that we can address during those NASA export series as well. All right. Now with workplaces reopening, what do employers need to think about in terms of safety? Kelly, safety has been and remains at the forefront of employer concerns, especially since the pandemic began last year. Essential businesses and those that could not function with a remote workforce scrambled to put measures into place to keep their employees safe. While many required protocols were dictated at the state level, the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration is responsible for investigating reports of unsafe working conditions. OSHA violations may have serious consequences for employers. In March of 2021, the Department of Labor Standards of Massachusetts referred to OSHA a report of unsafe practices in a tax preparation office in Lynn, Massachusetts. The OSHA inspection found that the owner of the business prohibited her employees and customers from wearing masks, failed to ensure that employees and customers practice social distancing, and refused to implement other safeguards against coronavirus. OSHA fined the business owner $136,532. OSHA's website, that's at OSHA.gov, indicates that it is reviewing the recent CDC revised guidance on mask requirements. We can expect further recommendations on workplace protocols now that the CDC has relaxed its mask requirement for people who, are, who have been vaccinated. How does Massachusetts figure into this? Don't we have our own safety laws? Well, Massachusetts is not what you call a state planned state. Some states in the country are, they have permission from OSHA to operate their own state-based occupational safety and health program. Because we are not a state plan state, we rely upon the federal OSHA, exactly the situation that um, Sarah just referred to of the tax preparation agency in Lynn, which the federal government through OSHA comes in and investigates allegations of unsafe working conditions. What Massachusetts employers can do to ensure OSHA compliance is among the following. One resource is the state-run on-site consultation program this is run through the Massachusetts Department of Labor Standards. It provides program to help war employers recognize and control possible safety and health hazards at their work sites and to assist in training employees. This free program will provide a consultant who will do the following. 
Walk through and survey your plant to help you recognize hazards in your workplace. Suggest control measures and options for solving a safety or health problem. Assist you in writing and implementing OSHA required written programs. Help you to establish or strengthen a safety and health program. Provide a detailed written report summarizing all the consultant's findings. Provide training and education for you and your employees. Perform air testing, noise testing, and ventilation measurements. Discuss applicable OSHA standards and procedures to install them. You'll note importantly here that they do not refer people to OSHA. They rather come out as a consulting agency from the state to help a company bring its health and safety standards up to a certain level where were OSHA to ever come and visit, they would be able to demonstrate that they had met a, the standards required by OSHA. It's a longstanding program which many AIM members have anecdotally reported has great success. You know, keep in mind it's a free program. The best way to find out more information is through the state website, which is mass.gov on-site consultation program. If you're interested, please contact for more detailed information. Excellent. All great information. Thank you again for joining us for Tales from the Hotline. For more information on the topics we discussed today, visit aimnet.org or aimhrsolutions.com. Until next time, stay safe. This podcast was brought to you by AIMHR Solutions. From talent management, training, and compliance to compensation analysis and on-site services, AIMHR Solutions is committed to meeting you where you are. For more information, visit our website at www.aimhrsolutions.com or give us a call at 617-488-8321.